Good afternoon. You're listening to the Airbender Showbender, where me and the girls recap and react to the animated series Avatar The Last Airbender. What's up? What's up, people? Showbenders, we're here. Um, I'm Adriana. That's Jen, and that's Jen. You guys introduce yourselves. <laughs> I'm Jenny. <laughs> and I'm Jen, or Jennifer. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we don't have to differ- differentiate because, unless it's lessons for our own benefit, because, you know, they sound completely different. So, getting into it, we just watched episodes. What episodes did we just watch? 11 and 12? Well, 11 and 12, yeah. Yeah. So, we just watched 11 and 12. So, I'm going to do a quick recap on both of those and then we're going to react. I guess I should, um, if you guys want to try a new format where I recap one episode, we react to that one, and then I recap the next episode and we react to that one, or should I do it all at once? Thumbs up? Cool. All right. Yeah. And remember, my fellow podcasters, just, you know, feel free to unmute yourself and laugh and react to whatever I'm saying as long as we don't get in that rabbit hole. Because, you know, we get, I guess I can hear my own voice sometimes. So, episode 11 is The Great Divide. We open um, Katara, Saka, Momo, Appa, and of course Aang. They're trying to cross this giant canyon. It's like the Grand Canyon, but in that world. And they come across, they find out that there's a canyon guide. And the way they find out about this canyon guide is through these two tribes that are both trying to cross the canyon because the Fire Nation destroyed their villages. So they have to walk thousands of miles. These two tribes already know each other though. Um, I don't remember what they're called. If one of you guys wanna like Google that real quick, cause I forgot. Um, but yeah, you got, you got the, like the Wei Jin and um, Jin Wei or Gan Jin, uh, whatever. Yeah, Jin Wei and, and Wei Jin. Which is very funny that they're all like opposite names. That was the dude that that's those were the dudes. Yeah, those were the dudes with the sacred ball. Right. But so you have those two tribes, right? And one tribe is very cleanly, they're wearing white robes and very manicured faces, all like skinny, like (laughs) like snooty, stuffy type people. And then on the other ones, you've got these stocky, like warrior-esque barbarians. If you if you play video games or if you're into any sort of like role-playing game, you've got the mages who are generally robed and they look a certain way and you've got the barbarians, right? This is kind of how we get these kind of vibes, except these mages don't actually practice magic, so they're not actually mages. They're just pretentious little idiots. Just kidding. Tribe. So these tribes, they hate each other because... Well, they just hate each other. We don't know that. We don't know why. Um, But they refuse to cross together and they start to fight over the guide. The Canyon Guide is this older, like, Southern American, like, I'm going to cross this. He's he's an earthbender. And they can't figure out who's going to, you know, who's going to get across. So Aang is like, okay, fine. Sokka, you go with the barbarians. Katara, you go with the mage-like folk and I'll get your sick and your elderly together right next to each other. The sick and the elderly. I'm gonna put them on Appa. Appa's gonna fly you across the canyon and we'll all meet there. 
before they go, tour guide says, or the, uh, the Canyon guide says, eat your food or throw it away. TSA, we can't take it into the Canyon because these creatures will come out and try to eat it. And they're very dangerous and they can hurt or kill us all. So they're crossing the Canyon. It's all fun and games. Um, and then we meet a canyon crawler, which is basically this giant furry cockroach type dealio thing. Cockroach a spider. <laughs> it's like a roach spider. <laughs> yeah. It just reminds me of cockroaches. And I'll tell you why. I, I have a story. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, they look like a cross between a cockroach and a spider. And they're, you know, they fight it, but it takes... Katara, Sokka, and Aang, it takes all of their strength to defeat the thing, and they don't even kill it. They just kind of, like, swat at it, and it, it runs away. But in that process, the canyon guide is injured. His arms, he can no longer bend because his arms are broken. So there's a new problem. They can't, it's going to take more than a day for them to travel. So Katara goes with one camp. Sokka goes with the other camp. They set up camp. They tell them the story according to the mages, um, <laughs> according to the mages, there was this guy, they have a sacred ritual called redemption, the redemption ritual, and this, this heroic figure, man, was carrying the sacred orb to this like goal-like post thing, and you put the sacred orb through the goal post, and the ritual is completed. But as he was approaching the sacred goal post, this other guy comes out of the woods and steals it from him. And so that's why one mage, that's why the mage tribe hates the barbarian tribe. So if the barbarian tribe has a different story. They see it. The mage guy wasn't so great and heroic. He was very, he had, he was exhausted from running however long he ran. And their guy like came out and was like, oh, I see that you're sick. Let me help you. And the guy who was on the ground was like, no, please take the orb to the sacred field goal post it's more important than my life. And so the guy was like, all right, I'll do that for you. So he takes the orb and he brings it to the goal. But as soon as he crosses through the goal, the other people from the mage's tribe are like, yo, you stole it. We're going to put you in jail for 20 years. And so that's why the barbarian tribe hates the mage-like tribe. And they can't get along. There's nothing that's going to make them work together. And also they both, both tribes snuck food into the canyon because they thought the other tribe was going to, and they didn't want to starve there are people that the other tribe was going to do wrong, so they just went ahead and did it, too. So, got that. They, you know, the next day comes, and they're almost to the end of it when they realize that, A, there's a tunnel that they have to cross through together, which they refuse to do. And then there's, they're also challenged by, like, a bunch of canyon crawlers. We're talking, like, 25, 30, like, way too many. And so... They try to fight it. They try to fight him off. But then Aang gets this really bright idea. He notices that the canyon crawlers are attracted to the food. Duh, right? So he takes up, he's like, you guys, look at what I'm doing and do what I do. He picks up a piece of food, waves it around at a canyon crawler. Canyon crawler comes to him. He gets one of the sacks that the uh, food was in, puts it over the canyon crawler's face like a muzzle, and then gets on the back of the canyon crawler. And so everyone does that, their own on their own little ways, maybe not as smooth as Aang. And when everyone's finally on top of these canyon crawlers, Aang ties a food sack to the end of his 
staff, waves it around so that the other canyon crawlers can smell it, and then puts it in front of his own canyon crawler and leads them through, well, out of the canyon, excuse me, out of the canyon, up the wall, and into safety. And when they're done, he takes the food sack, throws it over, and the canyon crawlers go back into the canyon so they can eat the food. And we're there. Um, we think that we've got both, uh, sorry, he got both tribes that were like, I don't know, working together to come together to ride these giant bugs out of the canyon. But once they're there, they're like, oh, I still hate you. And then Aang tells a story about how he actually knew Weijin and Jinwei. And because he was alive 100 years ago, and Weijin and Jinwei were eight years old, and they were playing a game called Redemption. And basically kind of just like boiled it down into like a childish football game that went wrong and one of them had to be in timeout for two two minutes not 20 years and once both of the tribes heard this story they're like what okay fine we'll be friends and they can they decide to be together as one so yeah that is that episode episode 11 reactions that's your favorite episode of all the um <laughs> avatars right and by favorite i mean least favorite <laughs> you mean least favorite i hate it i don't uh, yeah you yeah. know what's so funny about that episode it's kind of like i i just like that it really sort of like just showed how about this thing about storytelling you know what i mean and 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 how information gets passed down too because you know here they these two tribes have their reasons for being mortal enemies and, you know, one side tells this version of a story, the other side tells another version of the story, and then Aang comes out of nowhere and just lies to both of them <laughs> and, 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 and sort of just kind of creates this, you know, this, this d dissolves the anger, you know, between them so that they can work together. But I don't know, it, you know, to, to a degree, it's just this, it was, it was this kind of like, yeah, there were some parts of it that was kind of like, okay, but I don't know. I just kind of like the dynamic of just kind of like, if there was anything, it was just the, you know, the power of words to a degree of just like, you know, how, you know, information, you know, can definitely get, you know, lost and create this, you know, sense of anger. It's like, it, what is it? It's like, there's, there's one side, the other side, and then the truth. <laughs> True. <laughs> So there they were trying to give us a lesson. <laughs> it was definitely a lesson for sure. Yeah, I, because I'm still a noob, like the, this is my first time seeing this episode. I have to say like, I didn't hate it, but um, it's not as action-packed and like as like intense as the others, but this one was definitely um, a life lesson and leave it to a Part, you know, a cartoon or an anime done at a really, really high, high level. Like, it's a really, really good, I mean, it's a really good cartoon anime. Um, to just give you a life lesson that's not even just for kids, it's for adults as well. And for some reason, the story, like, the lesson of, you know, the past, I don't know, for me, the, the lesson world of the story was, you know, based on what happened, because it doesn't matter what happened in the past, like, it's the past, like, of course it matters, but, you know, if, if 
people continue to bicker, there's never gonna, you're gonna continuously perpetuate and bring that energy up and like there can never be any truce or unite, you know, um, we can never come united, you know? So, um, you know, um, I don't know. I, that was, that was a big deal for me and I liked that because that's kind of a big deal. So, um, for some reason it made me think of family dynamics and how you see this sort of thing where, you know, there's bickering between like, you know, different parts of family or like in-laws or something. And there's always like some weird thing that happened in the past and people can't let it go. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's definitely like a good, it's a good lesson. And watching it now in the context of 2020, I have definitely appreciated this a lot more because you just see this, this kind of thing on a regular basis if you're on social media or if you're having conversations with anyone outside of your own head, like it's kind of there. But I think like, I don't know, the first time I watched it, even now, it's just like a very like, duh, kind of <laughs> message for me. And I don't know if it's because I like grew up as a black kid, like in the South in America or something, but it was just like, yeah, racism is wrong. Don't judge people. Is this really what this episode is about? It's not judging people. We learned this in Sunday school, like every Sunday. Like, upper class and and lower class and kind classism, of like this, racism, but, yeah, otherness, yeah, all but of it. But it's also, but it the the funny thing is, is like in this episode, they kind of showed like they were both the same. You know what I mean? It was well, yeah, just about right. clothes. It was it had nothing really to do with much of anything. But they were both really the same. So it's like you know, at the root, we're all just, and that's why it's kind of funny with Ang's story, like. They were brothers and they were you know what i mean like kids and they were you know just to simplify mm -hmm. the the dynamic so much that it's like come on guys can't we all just get along like we're all in this situation together like we've got to work together so that we can figure this out we can't just let this anger between us from you know, this vendetta you know what i mean that we have with each other you know based off of storytelling you know like you know inhibit us from just getting to where we're all going to begin with Right. I mean, that to me, that's like basic stuff. Like, that's yeah. like not that's any, true. not anything profound. Like, nobody, yeah. like, we're all well, the same. For, for the 12-year-old <laughs> that, that was watching it back in the day. <laughs> I was that 12-year-old that was watching it back in the day. Like, wow, Nickelodeon. I, I waited a whole week for this episode. <laughs> a whole week. Well, you know, there's probably some kid that needs to hear that lesson because they come from a closed-minded family or, you know, True. Neighborhoods, suburb, you know, part of town. We don't know. Like, who not knows? to knock suburbs. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yes. we can't say, we can't make any judgments. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. So, Jen, I'm just kidding. But. <laughs> right. That's true. It's all about non judgment. But, you know, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a reiteration of remember, you can't judge. Like, you got to, like, like, it is a very duh kind of message, but I think it needs to be repeated a lot sometimes but, but for for sake of moving forward i feel like it was kind of a good episode because the next episode is kind of like a banger 
So, so yeah, it was kind of good. They couldn't put like two bangers next to each other, so I feel like they had to just yes. kind of like, all right, let's just throw them this real quick because we really got to go in for this next episode. And they went. They it was like because you know they and enter next episode, Adriana. <laughs> all right, episode twelve. Yes, oh. all right. <laughs> episode twelve. Uh, they have just gotten out of the canyon. They haven't eaten in a day and a half. They're really, really hungry. So they're like, we better find ourselves a market. They go to this town, still in the Earth Kingdom, and uh, they, they find out they don't have any money. And um, so Katara jokingly says, well, Saka, you better think about getting a job. Well, <laughs> luckily, they happen to be walking uh, past this old couple. Um, the old guy is a fisherman, and the wife is... Also, the guy, the girl who hauls the fish, she says that her, she can feel it in her joints that there's a big storm coming, but it's a beautiful day. And the guy, the fisherman says, yeah, it's, a storm's not coming. You're crazy. It's your joints against my brain. And I'll hire someone to do your job for you and pay them double, ignoring the fact that they're a married couple. And uh, Saka's like, I'll do it. So the guy's like, you're hired. So Saka goes and He's with this guy and they, they go out to the water and this guy's a really, really funny guy. It's like they're in some country like neighborhood in the middle of like South Georgia, like the way everybody talks and these <laughs> couple of episodes, they're just like all so country bumpkin. I love it. And uh, yeah, meanwhile, uh, Prince Zuko is on the ship and his ship looking for the Avatar when our blessed Uncle Iroh says, sniffs the air and says that there's a storm coming from the north and I suggest that we go southwest. Zuko responds, the Avatar is headed north, therefore we are headed north. And to which Iroh responds, it's not safe for your crew, to which Zuko responds, I don't care about my crew, nobody's more important than the Avatar. And at that precise moment, one of his crew members walks up and just looks at Zuko like, oh really? And Zuko walks up to this guy and he's like, yes, really. That's how it is. Deal with it. And he walks away. And Iroh tries to smooth him out, but too bad. The seed has already been sown. This guy's already kind of sick of Zuko, so that just didn't help his cause. Well, back to the pier. Um, before Sokka and the fishermen release themselves into the ocean, the uh, fisherman no notices that Aang has airbender tattoos, and he's like, well, I'll be dark darn. You must be the avatar. <laughs> And Katara, you know, Katara's like, yeah, he's the Avatar. And Aang's like all smiling. And then the fisherman guy is like, oh, don't be all smiley about it. And basically he just kind of go, like, goes in, like lays it on Aang. Like, you're the reason why we're in this war. Where did you go? You disappeared for a hundred years. That's not cool, man. Boo on you. So, or Katara tries to, of course, stick up for Aang, but he, Aang really takes the man's words to heart, and he just gets on his little glider and flies away because he just, he can't deal with that amount of stress right now coming from somebody. This is a, I guess I should backtrack and say that we opened this episode, Aang had a dream about abandoning the world in the storm. The name of this episode is The Storm, so there's lots of storms in this episode. Anyways, um, so Aang disappears. Katara hops on Appa to fly after him. At that point, it's already storming, and um, Katara sees Aang on this little ledge in this cliff. It's kind of like a, uh, a cave ledge. So she flies Appa down, 
gets out. She starts a fire. Her and Aang sit around the fire. Aang tells Katara a little bit about his story. He, um, the day, it starts the day he found out that he was the Avatar. He was just playing with his friends. They're playing some air game. And then the old, the elders were like, yo, Aang, we need to talk to you. Aang thinks he's in trouble. So he goes, they tell him he's the Avatar. But he's like, how do you know? Are you sure? Like, what? Why? And the elders showed them the four toys that he picked out as a baby and those four toys out of thousands of toys that he had access to because that's a normal childhood um he picked the four relics of the past avatars because they were familiar to him his past lives and so he picked their baby toys and they're like that means you're the avatar so he didn't know how to handle that a lot of pressure uh his mentor gyatso Spends lots of time with him, training him, but also making sure that he has fun and is able to relax. One day they're playing Pai Show and one of the other elders comes in and he's like, Aang, you need to train. Why is he playing? And he tries to like get Aang to go train some more. And Gasso is like, no, as his guardian, I decide when he trains and when he gets his butt kicked in Pai Show. And the old guy like huffs and puffs and walks away. Well, that results, excuse me, in a meeting between the monks, everyone decides that Gyatso has let his affection for Aang cloud his judgment and that they're going to send Aang away to the Eastern Air Temple. Unfortunately for them, Aang was listening and he heard this and he was super sad about it. He went home, he wrote a note, he got on Appa and he flew away. And his uh, note, I'm guessing, told Gyatso what had happened because he didn't want to go to the Eastern Air Temple. The saddest thing about this, I think, is when Gyatso walks into Aang's room at night and doesn't realize Aang is gone, then he, the first thing he says is, Aang, I won't let them take you away from me. But then he sees the note, Aang's already gone. And of course, we know what happens in the storm. You know, him and Appa get blown into the water, Avatar State, frozen ice ball, wake up Katara's arms. That's what happened. At the same time, we're hearing this backstory with Aang, we're hearing more of Prince Zuko's backstory. Now, Zuko and Iroh are in the storm at this point, and um, yeah, they're in the storm at this point. Oh yeah, and that crew member that um, challenged Zuko earlier, he said his passive-aggressive MF was like, oh, looks like it's about storm anyway. And then he goes in and kind of lays in on Zuko. And it's just like, yeah, like, you don't care about us. You're a piece of crap. We hate you. Like, he doesn't say all of those things. I don't remember what he says word for word, but that's basically the gist. Oh, you don't know respect. You wouldn't know respect if it, like, peed on your forehead. And so Zuko turns around and does, like, the fire dance. And he's like, I'm going to fight you. But Iroh, like, they're both ready to fight. Iroh gets in between them and he says, no, this is stupid. Maybe we should all eat some noodles. And in the great Iroh fashion. And so Iroh overhears the same crew member down below. We assume that he's drunk because he is drinking something and talking a little less formally. And he talks, he's just complaining about Zuko. Iroh overhears and he's like, let me tell you a little something about Zuko. So he sits around the table with him and he tells him Zuko's backstory, which is Zuko was very, very excited to become the Fire Lord and was very enthusiastic about learning and wanted to participate in some of the Fire Lord meetings, but he wasn't allowed. So 
Iroh one day takes him aside and he says, you know, these old people, they're sensitive, okay? So if you're gonna go in here with me, just don't say anything. They don't, they don't like being challenged. And Zuko's like, all right, that's easy enough. So they go in and we hear about this inhumane war tactic that one of the generals wants to do, basically kills a bunch of Fire Nation men. Zuko stands up and says, no, that's wrong. These guys want to fight for our nation because they love it and you just want to throw them away. Fire Lord Ozai, Zuko's father, is like, you know what? That was disrespectful. So uh, we're going to need you to... I'm going to need you to do an Agni Kai, which is a fire duel. Zuko accepts, thinking that he's going to duel the general that he challenged. Turns out he, because he was in the Fire Lord's war chamber, he has to duel the Fire Lord because he has disrespected the Fire Lord. The Fire Lord is his dad. So first off, Fire Lord Ozai, Zuko's father, is a ridiculously good firebender. He's also his father, so there's some emotional baggage there. Um, when Zuko realizes, when he turns around and he gets ready to do the duel and notices that it's his father, he's just like begging his dad, please, I don't want to do this. I don't want to fight you. This is wrong. He's probably also thinking, you're huge. I'm going to die. But because he begs to stop, Fire Lord Ozai says that you need to learn honor. You've lost all of your honor. You've shown a great weakness here. The only way you can regain your honor is to get the avatar. And then he burns his eye for no reason. He just burns it. And then we, uh, we actually see a first glimpse of a, a key character, and I, I'm not going to mention her name, but she's important. If you noticed Jin Zuf, if you noticed the girl smiling while uh, Zuko was getting burnt in the face, just remember her face. Anyways, so yeah, so we get Zuko's backstory, and it is at that moment uh, that the ship, Zuko's meditating, the ship is struck by lightning. And everyone goes out to the upper deck and they notice that one of the guys, the helmsman or whoever, he's like hanging from the thing and Zuko goes up to save him. Zuko and the, that guy who was challenging Zuko, they, they go up to save the guy and they work together and it's a great show of teamwork. Also, while this is happening, lightning strikes the Fire Nation boat, and our Uncle Iroh redirects that lightning so that there is no damage. So he redirects that lightning out into the ocean, which is just amazing. And we see the very first instance in this in the series of lightning bending, which is a plasma, but technically, I guess we're going to say it's fire in this universe. And um, <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. We also see. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, and oh. After all of that happens, uh, the crew asks Zuko, okay, what do we do now? Should we find the Avatar? And Zuko's like, no, we need to get to sa safety. And Uncle Iroh's like, yes, we need to go towards the eye of the storm. So they go to the eye of the storm. And they just hang out there. Um, meanwhile, while Aang is telling Katara his story, the fisherman's wife runs into the cave, help me. And she says that she's worried about her husband and Sokka's with her husband. And she needs their help to go find him. So they get on Appa. She says, I'm staying here. But they get on Appa and they fly out and they see the boat just being tossed and turned by these ginormous waves in the middle of this typhoon. And um, they go down and they save the fisherman and they save Sokka. They fly them back to the cave. And then the fisherman is like, you know what? You know, if you had 
not run away and died far away, who knows whether or not I'd be alive because you just saved my life and I want to thank you for that. And instead of paying them, they give uh, Sokka a piece of fish, which is sucks for Aang because he's a vegetarian. And fish ain't meat, which is a very um, American thing to say. He might and, even uh, we don't know. He, well, no, he wanted to eat that egg custard pie in the previous episode, so. Good call. He's definitely not vegan. But, um, yeah, and, uh, oh, one key moment, after they rescue the fishermen, they're still flying away over the ocean, Aang and Zuko, they make eye contact, it's a beautiful moment, because this whole episode has just been, like, parallel stories and the feels. And that is episode 12. Reactions. I will say, going forward, you should totally do voices when you uh, do the recaps, because they're the best. I agree. Um, but this was, like, a really good episode f- for me, because, one, it showed you the depth of, you know, Zuko and Fire Nation, and you kind of were like, okay, wow, like, you know, now I get his his mission, and it and it kind of shapes a little bit of your thoughts on him, because before, you're just kind of like, dang, like, he's just after, you know, him, and it doesn't make sense, like, why is he just leave him alone, and then now you're like, well, you know, like, he's kind of been set out on a mission to, like, reconnect with his family, so as much as you love you know, what the story of, you know, Aang and, you know, the the Avatar and their whole, you know, what their mission is at the same time, you kind of have a little bit more compassion for um, Zuko and what he is kind of like, you know, forced to do because you do see that, like, you know, at the end of the day, as far as like a Fire Lord is concerned, he didn't want to, he would never sacrifice a, you know, a group of people. Like, and it was funny. I like that moment where Iroh Iroh said, now that was, you know, a great, you know, response, like anyone would agree, but he wasn't supposed to, you know, say that. And I really like the, um, going into Aang's story, I just kind of like, it, it, the whole premise for me was just more like what happens when you live in the past. And that's why he had that moment when he's just like, you know what, like, I'm here now and I just have to like propel forward because he will get very depressed if and having these like horrible nightmares at night, just reliving and reliving and upset at himself for like, you know, leaving. And, and it's, it's kind of heartbreaking because that moment where um, one of his mentors were like, you know, I won't let them take you away. It was like, dang, you know what I mean? Like it, it wouldn't have happened, but that also, you know, what happens when you eavesdrop, you know what I mean? You hear the little bit that you, you hear and then, you know, sometimes there's a little bit more to it. Um, and just the whole, um, yeah, it was just good. It was like a beautiful flashback so that you can kind of like really see both sides and like what made them who they are you know, right in, in present time. Yeah, I, I have to, uh, I have to agree with pretty much everything you said, Jen, and coming from the sort of anticlimactic episode before (laughs) (laughs) this one, no, not for me, like, not that the last one was bad, but it was just like, kind of like, right, you know just a straight path this one was like we for the first time for me like I I, like if you're watching this for the first time you finally get to know why in the world were Aang and uh, Appa 
which I love Appa. Yip, yip. Um, <laughs> so I want my own Appa. <laughs> um, but, you know, you find out for the first time why on earth they were frozen in that ball when Katara and Sokka discovered them. So, and then, yeah, just seeing the sides, because I was so not a fan of Zuko, but now my heart is kind of like opening up to him because I didn't know his side of the story. Um, and, you know, and I think in past episodes, they did mention something about he like, you know, something about um, him defending his honor. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't really know exactly why or what happened. And then this episode, everything is brought to the t- brought to the surface and you know and and yeah that's why Zuko has that big scar on his eye he like I mean it's not like he can just go to bed and forget about it he thinks about it all the time that his own father banished him and that he made this mistake and you know um there's a lot of empathy that goes into that like um I don't know as a viewer like what would that be like and if I were in his shoes, wouldn't I also probably chase the avatar too, just to get back that validation and that acceptance from my own father, family, and my own nation. So yeah, I totally feel him. And I feel Aang too. And I like what you said, Jen, about the whole lesson of letting go instead of letting the past control you and keep keep on reliving what you could have done but you didn't and instead like bring it to the present and just do what you can now and that's a lesson we all can always learn from like we all know that I feel like but I don't know sometimes to see it in a a cartoon or an anime like this it's like okay yeah like where can I apply that in my own life even as an adult because it's still so relevant so yeah brilliant episode um it's an emotional one for sure because you get to know their past and and it's a good ending too, happy ending. And it was interesting, it's the first episode for this time when um the prince uh doesn't he he's like, nah, we're not gonna go chase him. We're gonna worry about the crew and the safety of everyone after all the drama happens at the very end of the episode. And I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, I loved this episode. Loved it. Yeah, one of my favorite parts about this episode was Jen. You also hit um, Jennifer Mary. You also hit on it, like um, when Iroh says. I think what Iroh says is, Zuko was right, but he should not have spoken out. Like that, he he was right, but he was you know wrong. Like that's etiquette is important in the Fire Nation, even if you know you're moral compass is perfectly aligned which we get the impression that that's how Zuko was before all of this ever happened was just Mm -hmm. like this straight A student who was just like this naive little guy who just really wanted to get in there and just like do good work and um he becomes someone who we see trauma like he is just a he's a child abuse trauma 100% like that is that's what all that frustration is that's what all that anger is and it's not like I'm like a child abuse survivor. I don't really want to get into that, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, that I think that there are kids out there who directly just benefit from that type of story arc of a person. Just like someone mm-hmm. telling you that you're no good. I'm going to burn your eye off. Not, not literally, but of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
blah, 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 you're bad, you have to restore your honor, and this is, these are the hoops you have to jump through in order for me to accept you again. Like, it's his journey. We see that this, we see that, we see his journey from having some self-worth to having zero self-worth, and he's completely mm -hmm. put it all in into this one, like, I don't know, this, this mission. mission. Like, he's not dealing with his feels at all. And that is a real thing. And that is something that kids need to see. Like kids who are going through that exact same thing, like it's very powerful for them to see someone like them rise above it. And so that's why, that's part of the reason why I just love Zuko's character is because he's just like mm -hmm. such a good representation, not necessarily the best role model at first, but such a good mm -hmm. representation of the type of things that goes through your mind when you experience that type of emotional trauma. Yeah. As a child from a yeah. parent. And like, exactly yeah. yeah and then um yeah yeah just and just some other funny stuff that i wanted to mention i forgot about no oh, well but no exactly what you said like this you know when you, you when your parents kind of like you know don't accept you for whatever on whatever level you know i either and then to have to like face them and then they push you away it's kind of like you know we all spend our lives kind of trying to please our our family to some degree and then you know to have them sort of like you know dismiss you or you know now you're nothing it's like you're gonna spend every single waking moment you know you know doing that but it was great like that see like at the end for him to just kind of like look up and and it was cool because there was that moment where yeah like you said ang and him look at each other and he's just like Nope, we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna let them go. And and I, I just love to the most is like his relationship with Uncle Iroh. Like a lot of times, you know, he gets all like crunk and like, you know, like, <laughs> like you know, just with his little quick-witted attitude. But you really see he loves his uncle and like how much he, you know, has respect for him because when his voice will like get soft and gentle and, you know, just kind of like, yes, uncle. Like, you know, it's just like... You know your uncle had your bag, boy, so don't even. <laughs> yeah. But we keep, I know it's been said that this was the first time that, um, uh, what's his name, Zuko, uh, lets the Avatar go. But this is the second time we've seen that so far. Because oh, yeah. a few episodes back, he was he had the choice to go after uncle iroh or go after the avatar and he, he chose, chose uncle, uncle, iroh. uncle iroh yeah only oh, thing, you're right the Whoops. only thing that keeps right. his mind yeah it's not it's, the only thing that keeps his mind off of capturing the avatar is keeping other people safe just wanted yeah. to point that out mm. and then <laughs> she's like i'm speaking up for my boy no. <laughs> <laughs> but my i mean we're um we're probably gonna run out of time here pretty soon, but I also wanted yes. to mention the first occurrence of lightning bending. And did you guys notice that? Did you guys see Uncle I Iroh did. bend the it lightning? Was, it was very quick because it there was this moment where he kind of like looked like he got electrocuted, but I think he he bended, I guess. And and it's funny that you mentioned that because I don't think I ever caught that in the first one. I didn't and then, catch it either until you said it. Is and then now when I look back. I was like, oh, he wasn't electrocuted. He, I think he, it just hit him that he bended the elect, the, the thunder, the lightning. <laughs> All of those are right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't his eyes light up? Or that was when he like went into the avatar state. No, she's talking about that. when- Uncle Iroh? Um, Uncle Iroh. There was a moment oh. when the, 
the, a bolt of lightning was about to like hit the ship or something and he puts his arm out and then it like goes through him and so he's literally like a, a lightning z it just kind of like frozen and i think he averted the lightning from hitting the boat from yeah he redirected the lightning he i mean it might I must be asleep because i missed that it it's, was really quick it was honestly like such a flash like it was like like lightning freeze freeze yeah yes it was literally uh, like lightning uh, and then uh, it just leaves they didn't make a big deal out of it it was like a shot so and that there's a lot of subtleties i like you earlier when we started this you said make sure you have your headphones in because it's a different experience it really is because i you could hear just the attention to detail with so many different things but on top of that even watching it a second time there's so much like hidden you know little gems and like just you know for me drawing you know a lot of times certain i don't know i just feel i respecting like the art of of all of the anime thing like right from this is my introduction i know there's a whole world deeper than this but um just like the subtleties it's just like it's so cool anime purists will call us um or anime purists will say that avatar doesn't count but <laughs> to them i say suck my lightning bending <laughs> <laughs> And that's the way to end it. <laughs> Wait, who won? Who won? Oh yeah, who won episode? Oh. Who won the first one? I mean, it would that that's why the episode doesn't count because it no <laughs> it was. Dang, he won. He got yes, he won because he got them to critter yes. crawlers. Yes, oh. you're right. Yeah, he he what? yeah. At the end, he he made he created peace, and that's what was the whole thing too. True. Because Katara was like, "This is Aang. If anyone's going to, you know, to help them, it's him." And you know what I mean? Putting him on the spot. No pressure. And, <laughs> exactly. And then you know, and 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 it's cute too because that's the naivety of like the beginning of the story, and just like he's with the greatest. You know what I'm saying? But um, but still, like he did it, so he won. Aang. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Who won the next one? <laughs> <laughs> um, they, it was the tie. Was it? Because Zoot, no one was fought. It, Tang? it was a tie. It was no. Um, there was no because they were both. We we're in two worlds. We went into the past, so I think mm -hmm. it was. It was a tie. A tie between Zuko and Aang. Zoo Tang, Zoo Kang. Zutang, Zutang, I like the Zutang one. <laughs> so I have to agree. I guess I agree. Like it was like all, uh, all about going. You know, it's very introspective and personal. And like, yeah, this wasn't really a fighty. Although the end, the storm, they had to battle that storm. Let's say the storm was a pretty pretty crazy antagonist both oh yeah it was the antagonist metaphorically and literally because this is it was an episode about dealing with your past trauma right which is a storm mm -hmm. it's a storm yes mode. internal yeah. trauma yeah internal like turbulence yeah and that's totally storm and water oh like, well then if, if that's the case then ang won because zuko is still on that journey unfortunately well, no the un well an important thing that uh Frickin' Iroh said was that this gives Zuko hope. Like chasing the Avatar 
is what gives Zuko oh. hope. This is what helps him. And I feel like Uncle Iroh realizes that because Zuko is good at heart, or he, he's just dealing with things, that he will grow beyond this. But this is what he needs right now. Like, it's step one in, like, a 40,000-step process. Mm-hmm. True that, girl. True so did he really that. lose? Did he really lose? I, I mean, think- you know... I think that you love to flip it so that your boy can can win, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna stick with my, uh, my that's my vote. <laughs> I'm gonna say they both won because, like you both pointed out <laughs> incorrectly, but still, like you both pointed out, Zuko let the Avatar go. This is the second time he did that. Like, this is step one. This is. Aang had a hundred years, right? Yeah. Zuko had well, like a month. Well, it, technically, Aang had like a couple of days because remember when he woke up, he thought it was yesterday. It was the next day. So he's just been frozen. So And he also has like 400 people that he could just tap into <laughs> as his past lives for advice. Can you imagine? I, what if we could just do that? I'd like to have that kind of access to my akashic records like let me just pull a little trick from here yeah let me just pass lives and they'll be like we'll pass see what lives. you need to do you need, right. too much. you need to dump him you need to get this job you need to get this car you need to right. stop, stop eating that right I gotta, I gotta keep my my multiple personalities at bay before i go into the they're probably your past lives (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to know about my past lives i feel like that would just bring up a whole new like crock of trauma yeah who knows the world is a brutal place let's stay in the now like we learned from ang we did stay in the present focus and stay in the present Mm -hmm. don't worry about the past baby worry about where you're going (laughs) even though he's gonna be talking to his past lives He's a he is, he's a coach he is the avatar now. All right. As, as, uh, all right. Well, no, what were you going to say? No, I said as, as our friend Julie is in the avatar state as well. She's in the avatar state of Colorado, <laughs> living it up. She really is. Um, shout right, out well, to this, our avatar Julie. A shout out to avatar Julie. We miss you. Well, this was great. Yes. Yes, thank you guys. And thank you for sharing your practice with us, um, airbenders, showbenders. <laughs> we'll have another episode for you soon. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, do all that other crazy stuff. And uh, have a great day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Airbenders Showbender. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, or whatever it is you have to do on whatever platform you're listening on to show us some support. We'll be back with more episodes, so we'll see you then.